And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. After a narrow win against Jamaica and a scoreless draw at home to Costa Rica, Mexico is now perilously close to dropping out of the automatic World Cup spots in CONCACAF. Tomorrow's game against Panama is an absolutely huge one, and Felipe Cardenas is here to break down that game along with George Bellow's move to Armenia Bielefeld. I'm Alex Abnos from The Athletic, and this is Soccer Every Day for Tuesday, February 1st. But first, your TV guide for today. As always, all times are Eastern. It's a big World Cup qualifying day, and it gets started early in Asia. South Korea can officially book a spot in Qatar with a win against Syria. That's at 9 a.m. on Paramount+. Plus. Oman absolutely must win against Australia to have any hope of qualifying. That result could also have really big implications for Australia because the two teams ahead of them, Japan and Saudi Arabia, play each other at 5 a.m. Eastern. All those games are on Paramount+. Plus. After that, of course, we move to South America, where there's a big, big battle for fourth place, which is the last automatic qualification spot, and fifth place, which goes to the Intercontinental Playoff against one of those Asian teams I mentioned earlier. In South America, Bolivia and Chile are both on the outside looking in, but they have a chance. They play each other at 3 p.m., so that'll be a consequential game. Colombia needs to get some sort of a result, preferably a win, but they'll need to do it against Argentina, which is never an easy ask, even if that team has already qualified. That's at 6.30 p.m. Peru has a massive chance to put some distance between themselves and the pack and take a big step towards qualifying to Qatar against Ecuador. That's at 9 p.m. All of those South American games are only on Fubo TV in the U.S. That's pretty much what we got for TV Guide today. Let's head to Felipe. Well, it's Tuesday, and I have Felipe Cardenas here with me. Uh, Tomorrow, the last game of the CONCACAF Octagonal International Window takes place. It's the second to the last international window, which means there are four games left uh, to determine who out of the North American, North and Central American region, I should say, uh, will go on to the World Cup. Uh, As we stand here, Canada is on top of the octagonal with 22 points. There are four points in the clear. Behind them is the U.S. with 18 points, and then behind the U.S. on goal difference is Mexico. And Felipe, you've been following the Mexican national team. I feel like we've talked about them multiple times on this show. And every time it's some variation of the same basic thing, like what's going on? How can they improve? What needs to happen? Things did not improve all that much over these last uh, few windows with some disappointing results. And now they face tomorrow a huge, huge, huge game against Panama, who is just behind them in the octagonal standings, just one point behind uh, with the fourth place team having to go to a playoff against probably New Zealand uh, to reach the World Cup. So, Felipe, based on what you've seen in Mexico so far this window, you know, uh, is Tata Martino, their head coach, 
does he absolutely have to win on Wednesday in order to keep his job? Is has the pressure been ratcheted up that much? You know, what's what is what's sort of the state of things right now? It, it feels like he has to win the game to keep his job only because they missed this big opportunity against Costa Rica to distance themselves from Panama. And so now the Panama game all of a sudden becomes it's almost like an elimination game. Like you, they could lose that game and drop to the playoff spot. And then they're teetering on the brink of elimination and the, the pressure just is right. Just is way too high. It's already high. So even though John DeLuise, the Federation president, even this week reiterated his support for Tata Martino, he also said there are no guarantees in life, but he, he continues to back Martino and, and dis, essentially describe Tata Martino as the right coach for this team, an intelligent coach, an accomplished coach, a hardworking manager. Uh, the players are, are, are backing him publicly. Diego Linez was the last or the, the latest player uh, recently that said, uh, that he supports the team, he supports the coach, he supports the, the cycle and the tactics and everything. So several of the big name players have done that, but the results aren't there. Even the, the 2-1 win over Jamaica, which was a come from behind win, was heavily scrutinized in Mexico. It was like, we, you know, even when they win, they're in trouble, it seems. And so uh, the Costa Rica match ended up just re- igniting the pressure on Martino and on the players as well on like what is wrong with this team that they dominate possession they had 25 shots against Costa Rica just <laughs> one just one on target though uh and they wow. could have lost that game you know Costa Rica had two to three very clear chances that they wasted uh and so now they find themselves in this position where they fail to capitalize on the US loss Panama comes into the Azteca which Nobody is scared to play at the Azteca anymore, it seems. Uh, there are 2,000 fans there. The 2,000 fans that were there as part of the, the pilot uh, experiment, if you will, to, to rid the, the game of the, the homophobic chant. Yesterday, the chant went from the homophobic chant to Fuera Tata. Uh, that became the, chant <laughs> at the end of the game. You know, Tata. Wow. And so it, it's like he can't win when he wins. He can't win when he draws. And now Mexico looks like they're in a, just a, a major battle just to get into this World Cup. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's probably worth asking. Do you think the goalposts have moved a little bit over Tata Martino's time in charge? Because he came into the job with a lot of really, really big goals, a lot of, you know, uh, uh, visions of, of winning, uh, you know, making it past the quarterfinal stage in the World Cup, for example. Uh, kind of changing the way Mexico plays, you know, reasserting their dominance in the region. That hasn't really happened. It de- certainly didn't happen last year, and it doesn't look like they're on the way to anything like that uh, this year. So even if they win against Panama tomorrow, is there a sense, is there just sort of like a, like 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 I said, a moving of the goalposts? Have, have the standards changed? Uh, I, I think so, because even the, th- the funny thing is like, even last week when things were, really heating up after the Jamaica game. Uh, there were people in Mexico, former players, pundits that were saying, I will judge Martino after the World Cup. There are other pundits and fans and former players that are like, no, like he's being judged right now. This team is not playing well. He's not changing his tactics. His, his, his squad selection uh, is, is highly controversial because he continues to rely on the same players. He doesn't really freshen the squad as much as fans would like. Uh, so now it's gone from they should play well and they should be the kings of CONCACAF and they should not lose to the U.S. for the fourth time. 
and they should just get into the tournament, which before it was like, this is the guy that's probably that's supposed to end the quinto partido curse and get to the semifinal. So it certainly has like now I believe that Mexico will be in and Tata Martino will be in Qatar, but I don't think they're going to go with the same sort of uh, motivation or momentum that he had in 2019 when they were beating everybody. They won the gold cup. They were high. They were playing well. And that the thought of getting to a semifinal of Tata Martino being the guy that would end that streak was very much alive. Uh, Now it's not. Now it's like, can this team even score a goal? And so uh, certainly the, the, the pressure has, has, has moved around a bit and now it's squarely on him uh, and with this game against Panama being a huge barometer for success. Yeah. I can't wait for that game. It's, it's always fun to have super consequential uh, CONCACAF uh, games. And that is certainly one of them because so much is on the line in terms of just the, you know, not having, having to avoid the intercontinental playoff, even if I think, just about any team might be favored against New Zealand with all due respect to New Zealand, uh, uh, New Zealanders and all of our many listeners in New Zealand, I'm sure. Uh, I think whoever makes it from CONCACAF would like, would still like to avoid that game. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone. Luckily with 24 seven us based live customer service from discover. Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep. You heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Um, Felipe, you, of course, cover Mexico for us, but you also are located in Atlanta and have been covering Atlanta United very closely for the last few years. And they are in the news, as they often are, but this time for a player transfer out. Uh, George Bello going to Armenia Bielefeld of the German Bundesliga. Not a move, I think, that was forecasted or that was talked about a whole lot before it happened it was just announced today mm-hmm. what have you learned uh today about how this move came about and why this particular team Bielefeld uh, is currently sitting in 14th uh in the Bundesliga uh why this club felt compelled to make a move for the young U.S. international left back well I- I'm still gathering information I think what came out in the last few days and it was reported by you know both Grant Wall and our colleague Paul Tenorio that you know, Bielefeld were really interested in George Bello. They 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 submitted several offers that were rejected time and time again by Atlanta United. Uh, Atlanta United has been very public about the interest in George Bello, uh, mm-hmm. but within the last forty eight hours, I think we learned some of the strategies and the tactics that they've used in order in how they've managed this transfer, and it almost fell apart. You know, their Circle Bruges came in. Uh, and fi- even Fabrizio Romano was like, "This is, we're close to here. Here we go." Uh, and as we started to dig and dig and dig, like I was also able to to to, to report that Club Bruges were interested in in George Bello over a year ago. That there have been several offers, uh, higher bids for him, yeah, than the Circle Bruges bid that was very public the other day for like three point seven five million, I believe. 
Uh, Atlanta United just kept rejecting deals. And now they come up to the last, almost the last day of the transfer window with a player whose contract is going to end at the end of the season. So they got it done, but uh, clearly this wasn't the plan. I don't think the plan was to get George Bello, the, you know, the jewel of the Academy uh, to Europe. But I think the way it transpired was unexpected. Uh, and yeah. he does get to the Bundesliga, but he's going to have to fight to play and then play on a team that is, fighting, you know, to stay out of relegation. So it's an interesting move. I think people expected, expect these players to get to these big clubs, you know, Ricardo Pepe going to Augsburg is another example that you don't always get your dream move. I think getting to Europe is the dream, but you're not always going to get to a big club and now they need to perform. It reminds me a little bit of, uh, of Gianluca Busio, uh, had all sorts of interest for all, all sorts of clubs in his time with Sporting Kansas City, ended up moving to Venezia, which while a team that has like a profile in the U.S., uh, is not one of Syria's elite sides, so I wonder if their experiences will be similar. Uh, I mean, well, I was going to say, like, it's speaking of 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 young Americans, you know, it's you know, George Bell, I think, falls into this the, the, that small group of you know the left left footed winger, the attacking fullback, you know, like a Tejan Buchanan. He's Canadian, of course, but coming out of MLS, Kevin Paredes as well from DC United, and I yeah. think that's where perhaps Atlanta United had him valued. You know, around the seven million, eight million dollar range, and teams were just not willing to go that high. Um, you know, he's still very much a project, and I think that's wh- how this played out in the end. He'll get to a club, and they're going to continue to develop him. But you know, expecting every single player to come out and be at that close to that ten million dollar range from MLS, I think we've learned that that's not always the case. And clubs, I think, are going to have to, and MLS are going to have to uh, manage that. Not everyone can be a Ricardo Pepe twenty million dollar transfer yeah. uh and, and bello certainly is is much below that but you know high potential still well it'll be interesting to see how those moves develop over time as it is now the bottom half of the bundesliga is just stocked with americans it's pretty amazing with paredes like you mentioned and Pepe, and now uh george bello so we'll be doing a lot of bundesliga watching over here uh until then felipe thanks so much for coming on the show anytime Elsewhere in soccer news today, in addition to all those MLS transfers we already mentioned, Austin Trusty of the Colorado Rapids, he's a defender, he's heading to Arsenal. That's a little bit of a surprise, but Stan Kroenke owns both teams, so maybe that has something to do with it. In fact, it probably does. Trusty has already signed with Arsenal, but he'll play for the first part of the season with the Colorado Rapids before heading to the English side in the summer. That's just one of many, many, many moves that you might have heard about on transfer deadline day yesterday. There were a lot of big moves to list. In fact, there are too many of them to list individually here. If we did, this show would end up being entirely too long. But please do check out The Athletic for all the latest and a list of all the biggest moves. The live blog will be linked in the show's description. That is free to read for subscribers and non-subscribers alike. This show is produced by Mike Zimmerman with help from John Hayes. You can get ad-free versions of the show by subscribing to The Athletic, and you can get 33% off a year's subscription by going to theathletic.com slash soccer every day. Thank you so much for listening, and happy soccer to you all. 
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.